You're listening to Voices of Value, a selection of valuable insights designed to help you get more out of your professional and personal life through simple and easy-to-adopt life lessons. If you're keen to enjoy a better quality of life at work and at home, sit back and join the conversation with your hosts, Peter Kakos and Rick Rushton. Voices of Value, Episode 6, Peter Kakos here with my good friend Ricky Rushton. Rick, great to see you. Always great to be with you, mate. And I have to say, right off the bat, thank you to all those people that have made the effort to get in touch with us. Let us know that they're really enjoying the content and the short, sharp stuff that we're doing. And you know, specifically from the real estate space, there's been a lot of feedback saying this is helping them as they do that run into Christmas. So let's get more focused on real estate sure. today. And, uh, and a few little specific things because um, I want to, yeah, if we can talk a little bit about selling and, and certain skills you need. Um, first thing I want to say right off the bat is, is to ask yourself, are you qualified to be selling real estate in this market? Because the market's significantly shifted. There's no doubt about that. So when you're looking at the selling, um, Rick, yep. where, and I think we've spoken about this before in terms of the first thing, it was one of three things really, activities that create a, a steady stream of leads. Yep. Um, and those referrals, so how well you're conducting the business, the strategies that give you the edge, so you, you need that edge yep. uh, well and truly uh, against your competitors. And the third thing, which I think is really important and love your your take on, is is the ability to gain the commitment from the sellers and buyers. Yeah, and you know what? That's really a relevant topic for right now because we're all time poor and we're involved in a lot of pitches for business, whether that be with you know potential sellers or with you know, potential developers. And in this day and age, when we get the thanks, you've been very thorough, what we need to do is think about it over the next week or two and we'll get back to you. That's probably the great opening. If you've upskilled in the area of closing and doing it naturally, strategically, you're probably going to save yourself time and get more money. So I found the best in this business are the best closers, especially those who can do it naturally. What do you think of those who get a little bit sort of frightened off with that word close? <laughs> it's a bit real selling phrase, isn't it? Close. Yeah, it is. And I think it sounds a little bit too sleazy in many respects. It's yeah. almost like you're closing them to do something that they don't really want to do or it's not in their best interest. I've just got the belief that I am the best qualified person to handle this sale. So if I looked at Mr. and Mrs. Smith and they're an older couple, I'd be thinking, you're like my grandparents. You know, I'm the right person yep. to help you. So because I have that belief in my mindset with mental toughness, as we've talked about in previous episodes, I'm going to ask for the business. So I think it's a way we set ourselves up to a degree. And sometimes we just don't want to do it because we don't want to feel pushy. We don't want to feel like we're really pushing them into a bad decision. But realistically, if you are the right person, it's the only decision you can let them make in many respects. Absolutely. And you've got to believe that you are that that right person. Yeah. Because those those skills that you need is is the first one being compassion. You need that empathy, you know, Absolutely. not sympathy. Yep. You don't buy into you know everything that's going on in their life. We've got yeah. we've got our, we're our own challenges ourselves. But the compassion is something, and the empathy is something that well and truly will enable you to get the best uh, connection, I guess, with the clients. Yeah. The, the second one is interesting, and I think this is the main one why people get out of real estate really quickly, or it wears them down, shall I say? Yep. Is the ability to disassociate with someone's challenges or issues or pressures that they um, that they face. Yeah. And people really wear that and they wear that too much. You can sort of see it in their face like you've had a tough week, yeah. But it's it's basically you've been okay yourself in your life. However, it's everyone else. <laughs> it's all these the, – the vendors or the buyers and all – you're wearing all their – um, hardships at the moment. So that, yeah. so your ability to disassociate is, is a key one. Yeah. The third one though, Rick, is around assertiveness. Yeah. 
It's the ability to take action and find a way. Now, this is what I think is a critical thing for for sellers to really engage you and you need to actually show them a way. Yeah, absolutely. And they, people love being part of a direction that they can see that you understand, that you believe in, and they can see the value in it if they follow that direction as well in many respects. So, you know, I think the lead into being assertive is to do the first two parts that you just highlighted there. Number one, I can't make other people's decisions for them and I can't let them make mine for me either. So it's, you know, I, I hear you going through a marriage breakup. I hear you going through financial stress. I hear those issues. I didn't create any of those. I've just got to find a solution for you away from those and get you into a more pleasurable state. So I've got to help you move to a better place. So with assertiveness, I'm going to actually ask at the end of my proposal, if I've listened to you correctly, if I've understood everything you're trying to achieve, and if I've shown you how I can help you achieve it, then I've got the right to ask for their business, Peter, is the way I mm. set myself up. And I actually think that way through all the way in the lead up to it. It's almost like everything's leading up to that one great point where we say, if I heard you correctly, you're trying to get out of mortgage stress, you're trying to create a new lifestyle for your family. If I've heard you correctly, you want to start getting underway sooner rather than later. Have I done enough to earn your business? Can we get going forward today? And that's a, a firm way of actually asking for the business or, dare I say, closing. So it sounds like what you're talking about there is very much around the framing. So you're pre-framing or post-framing. Yep. But you're setting the scene, you're setting the tone. Absolutely. Um, it's a bit like It's a bit like saying... Listen up, because yep. what I'm about to say is probably the most important <laughs> thing that you're going if you to hear. hear nothing today. else for this hour, hear the next thing. If you hear nothing else in this podcast for the next 20 minutes, hear this next 30 seconds, because this is the most critical thing you're going to hear. Straight away, we've actually made it as that's it, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's when the active listing gets it, it makes it, well, it's at its absolute best, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So the pre-framing then, so because today we want to talk about closing, call yep. it whatever you want, closing, yep. gaining a commitment, whatever it may be. But something needs to happen before that, doesn't it? And a long way before that. And that is around this pre-frame and sort of setting the tone. Yeah. So it's, it's really around sort of, you know, the relationships in terms of business. But, Rick, you know, what you're so good at, your, your language and your linguistics is, 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 is the best, absolutely the best going around. So I believe that, you know, the language does control the discussion and, and, you've, and you've got to control that discussion and you control that discussion by being assertive, then that discussion really controls the relationship. You're going to develop that empathy yep. because it's not so much about what you say, it's about what you ask. Yeah. And, and that's, that's really key, again, in this market as well. And then so when the discussion controls the relationships, the relationships is ultimately what controls the business. Yeah, and I think it's that rapport that opens up more doors. So you've got to have the ability to build that rapport pretty quickly. And so everyone listening right here, right now that's doing well – in the business are obviously qualified to sell in all markets but you know we know we've come out of one where a year or two ago if you had a pulse and an authority pad you probably got some listings but now we've got to do a lot more prep work and we've got to make sure we're really tuned into who they are so for me the pre-frame would start in the way we took that initial inquiry set up the appointment and then most importantly, the night before was the biggie for me. I get my headspace around, I'm going to see Mr. and Mrs. Smith, what do they look like, what do they sound like, what do they feel like, what are they trying to achieve? And I give them a call around about 7 o'clock the night before and I, you know, whoever answered, I'd say, hi, it's uh, you know, Rick Rushton here from XYZ Real Estate. Just a quick call to let you know I'm just finishing my day. You're the last call I'm making on my way home and I just want to let you know I'm really excited to come and meet you guys tomorrow and find out exactly what it is you're trying to achieve and see how best, if at all, I can even help you. Yep. But looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. And that would just pre-frame my appointment. Then I'd knock on the door at the right time. 
I say, hey, thanks for the opportunity today. You know, this, this process we're about to go through, it's a little bit to do with me, a little bit to do with our company, but more importantly, it's everything to do with you and what it is you're trying to achieve. So give me an understanding here. What are you trying to achieve? And I'll show you how best, if at all, we can even help you. And again, it just sort of said, I want to find out from them what they're trying to achieve, empathy. I'm trying to give them a strategic way to show them how we can add value. And then you'd lead through to getting that information by actively listening to then put it back to them. So if I've heard you correctly, at the end of this hour we've been together, you want to achieve A, B, C and D. And I think I've shown you how we can help you achieve A, B, C and D. Have I done enough to move forward together with you? How do you feel about everything we've said? Can we work together? You know, that's the sort of closing um, strategy, if you will, in a nutshell from the previous night before. Yeah. So breaking that down, is it, is it sort of like – in one aspect it sort of sounds like statements, but they're actually – little questions along the way aren't mm. they and you're trying to get lots of little yeses to add to that big big yes at the end <laughs> which is you know thanks for the opportunity to be here to you you know you've done a great job here you know all that sort of rapport building is simplistic to do but i think you really want to have some strategy around it because i'm, I'm always looking for key hot buttons that i can put back to them and press when i'm actually asking for the go forward uh, part of it i used to in my career build rapport really well i reckon i did two parts of this really well but the third part i didn't do that great which is i build rapport and i find out what they're trying to achieve and i think i display how i could help them achieve it and then i get to my end of my presentation i go well that's pretty much what i came here to share with you today mm. then it'd be this awkward pause and then I'd wait for them to say, okay, so, well, uh, what happens? Because I didn't, have a, I didn't yeah. have a next strategy. And you know, this is way back when in the 90s. And, you know, I didn't actually want to close the business because I wanted to be a non-pushy agent. I wanted them to choose me. And that's why I got into the real estate, realistically. I, as a young couple, when my now wife, then, then you know, fiancé, were looking at houses, I found real estate agents really pushy. And I wanted to be a non-pushy agent. But a really great mentor early doors said to me, you know, what I find about non-pushy agents is they normally have very skinny kids and drive very ordinary cars. They don't make any money. <laughs> like, you know, closers are where the coin's at. So if you want to be a great real estate agent, you've got to learn how to close. And I thought if I could do it in a natural way, and that's really what we want to cover for the balance of this podcast this morning, how you can actually do that in a more natural way. Yeah, because a, a lot of people get into that end and trying to close or trying to gain that commitment. And they're trying to close without really knowing what that client really wanted. So they've gone off on a tangent and speaking very much about themselves and about their company, about what they can do. But they may be talking about the completely different things. So you've got to find the client's hot buttons and really what it is that they're trying to achieve. Albert Einstein had a great quote, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. Mm. So a lot of people are trying to really feature dump yep. in, uh, in meetings without really ex understanding what it is that they're, they're, they're trying to convey in the message. But also you've got to basically diagnose before you prescribe, don't yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. And it's all about tuning in before you broadcast. So if you've tuned in properly, they're giving you real key messages that they want you to solve their challenges. And most people want to feel like they've got the presence of you to allow you to come up with a plan that gets them through to the other end, you know, gets them moved with some sort of added value. I mean, I think what we've got to do, we've got to showcase the complexity of making the move, but to offer up the simplicity of just what we can do to help them do it and make sure we're hitting the, those two or three key things. So, you know, I would go back to the office and I'd say to my boss at the time, I hit a really good listing presentation called Triple Zero, I'm on fire. Uh, but, you know, the question was always, well, so what happened next? And I go, well, I'm waiting for them to call me back. And I think today is about being assertive and making sure that when you're with them in their presence, you get the yes, you get a no, but you don't uh, deal with maybes any further or you don't wait till the end of the week or the next week or 
overnight. You know, we get mm. a solution or an answer straight away. Yep. So you've got to find out their, their real concerns, don't you? If, you? if you're able to ask really quality questions, it's one of your first audio programs, wasn't it? Quality <laughs> questions, Q3. Uh, but finding out their real concerns because that in turn empowers the client to feel like they're part of the process. Yeah, yeah. And Peter, I think that the other great message here is that if you're the one agent who can get out the unasked question, the question that they've never asked any of the other previous two or three agents that they've interviewed, and you're the only one who gets that out, then you're the only one who gives them the solution, then mm. you're the only one they're going to list with and gives you the right to close. If I've heard you correctly, that's important to you. In fact, that's probably most important to you. Yeah, it is. Um, let me show you how we solve that. And now that we've done it, how do you feel about that? Do you feel comfortable moving forward with me now? I mean, you've asked me a lot of questions. I've asked you a lot of questions. The only question left to ask is, are you ready to get things underway with me today? I mean, it's an assertive close, but it's around, as you say, some great context where you've got out some great key issues from their side of things that they want solved. Yeah, so to be able to, to, be able to frame this all up and to be uh, to, to really find these concerns. Some of the questions that, that, that just come to mind, uh, you know, have you ever sold a property before? You know, what did you like about the process? What didn't you like about the process? Uh, do you have any musts? I think that, that's a good one as well. Do you have any musts in how yeah. you'd like to see see things handled? Um, what potentially concerns you the most? You know, look, look, looking forward over the next sort of four to five weeks of the program, we're going to spend a lot of time together, Mr. And Mrs. Vendor. Mm. You know, what, what are the absolute musts? in terms of communication or how you would like to see uh, the sale of your property handled. Mm. And, um, and, and, and also understanding what is their view on the current market. So we are very quick to give our view on the market. But I think the key thing, this would be one of the first questions I would lead with, is Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, Mrs. and Mrs. Potential Seller, what is your view on the current market? Yeah, and my follow-up to that would be, and how have you arrived at that thinking? So what yeah. is it that's dictated your thinking there to believe that the market's operating in a certain way? So tell me about that. You know, talk to me more further on that. I mean, they're great pre-framing dialogues. Talk to me more through that or tell me more about that or how did you arrive at that understanding of the market? They'll give you a real lead into how they assess information visually or auditorily or just going off opinions from what you know, well-meaning trusted advisors have told them. So mm. you now see that they are someone who listens to someone who seems to have authority. So you be the authority, be the Google of that marketplace for them as uh, I guess we have to be. Yeah. Really important to be taking some really detailed notes. Yeah. You know, the faintest pencil is more powerful than the greatest memory. <laughs> and really important to just write down those key things what they talk about. Yeah. This is going to help you down the track when you are trying to get that commitment uh, and when you are in that closing, yep. because if you can identify and, and certainly bring back up, uh, reframe, if you like, some of the things that they've said earlier, because you mentioned this, may I suggest this, and start to talk about your strategy and mapping out that program based on them and yeah. based on their wants. And that's the lead into the close. So, hey, Peter, I've really enjoyed this last hour finding out what it is you're trying to achieve. I think I've shown you how we can help you achieve it. Uh, is there anything that you feel uncomfortable about? Is there anything that you need more information on? How do you feel about what we've shared thus far? You're leading up to asking for the business. Have I done enough to earn your business? And if they say yes, then it's just a natural flow on to, well, let's just authorise that now with the paperwork. If they say, well, no, what they're really saying is not yet. So we've got to find out what the what the no is, what's, what's the 
roadblock, if you so will. So the no is I want to know more. Yeah, I want to know more. So mm. ultimately I've realised it's only you know one of three things. It's either a people situation, they need to go get third-party advice, whether that be from their bank or maybe from their financial planner, their accountant, or maybe it's you know a signatory to the title is overseas in a different time frame in a different hemisphere. So and it could be just that their partner's working a lot and you know they just don't have them available yet and they want to talk about it over the weekend. So people reasons things reasons there's just things that's stopping them going forward with you there and then or it's just you now the first two we can do something about the third one's pretty hard if they haven't connected with you and you know for whatever reason you're not the right fit um we're not going to get every kick on the footy field so we sometimes we just got to say maybe this is not a listing for me but let's have a look at those uh, first two as we sort of bring this whole thing to a head in yeah. terms of being assertive with our closing so i would say have i done enough to earn your business they go uh yeah kind of what but um yeah what i need to do i need to speak to an absent party you know all i want to know there is is that are they going to support my proposal in comparison to the other two or three agents that they interviewed? So I'd say, oh, look, yep, yeah, absolutely, by all means, get that discussion going with the absent party. Just before I leave you, though, can I ask, how did my proposal stack up with all the others that you, you know, got from other agents? Oh, yours was the best by far, Rick. Great. And what specifically was it that made it really – oh, it was very detailed. I could see how the, the process would work, and I really liked your strategy there around how you, you know, get the buyers to compete. That's what I really liked. Great. Can I make sure that you point that out to the absent parties when you – So you're get, like coaching them. Yeah, just virtually mm-hmm. telling them – you know, the first thing the absent party is going to say is, well, of the three, what do they all say? All they're listening for is how much do they say we're going to get and what's their fee? So I want the one who's got the highest sounding price and the lowest fee sometimes. So I'd say make sure you promote as you do it. Say to them, hey, of the three I interviewed, uh, I like them all, but this is the one I'd really go with because of these three key reasons. Make sure they yeah. support that proposal going forward. Love it. So... Again, this is being comfortable being uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to sort of be ready for them to say, actually, it's not you. <laughs> yeah. I actually do want to go with somebody else. Can I ask why? What? That's a great learning experience. What was it about them? Well, what they found was that they could help us in this area or they could do something mm. that I couldn't do. So you get a learning experience there. So when it's people, you say, can you support our proposal when you go back to them? Mm. If it's like, hey, you've been very thorough, very detailed, what we want to do is just think about it over the weekend, come back to you on Monday – that's kind of a polite way for saying, okay, you've really impressed us, but we need you to clear out so we can actually just have a, ch- a discussion as a couple. Mm. You know, what I want to know there is I want to know how I'm stacking up. So, you know, I'd say, hey, oh, absolutely. I mean, we've covered a lot of ground over this last hour and I want you to think about it because your choice of agent is critical. It's the most dis- important decision you're going to make with the moving process. Your choice of agent dictates the end result, believe it or not. Yeah. So giving the last hour of discussions a bit more thought, what's going to be the one area you think, because we covered a lot of ground, what's going to be the one area you think you'll spend most of your time reviewing over the weekend about our discussions? And it gets them to really pinpoint... Really testing if they've listened to you as yeah. well. Yeah, and then what they might say is they might say, ah, oh, yeah, it's just whether or not we spend, need to spend that amount of money on media... Yeah. Uh, or we're not too sure if we really think our home's an auction home or not, or we don't know whether or not you guys sell enough homes in this area. You know, whatever they're saying, we need to just isolate that. So, okay, if I've heard you correctly, are you concerned about the fact that we might be looking to invest too much in media? Can, uh, popping that aside for a moment, how does everything else stack up for Oh, no, everything else was fantastic. Mm. Okay, so if we can just sort out this media thing, can we get things underway tonight? I mean, it's a great way for finding out whether it's really a, a roadblock, a speed hump, or just a fork in the road where they're yeah. asking you to you know, come up with more information. I think it's also good to add some humour to it as well. Humour breaks up a lot of you know, quite tense yep. situations <laughs> and conversations, doesn't it? What I 
and I still say to this day is, you know, you have done enough to earn your business and look, are we ready to get started now? I'd love to work with you. I'm feeling a great connection here. We've got a great strategy in place. Um, I'm really, you know, enjoying our time together. Can we just sort of get on with it? So at that point, just, just really asking for the business and, you know, so are you happy for me to represent you? Great, let's get, you know, let's get started. Or are you happy for me to represent you? Uh, and then they just look at you and have a bit of a laugh and go, oh, no, we want to talk to another <laughs> couple of agents and that. And say, look, do you agree that what sort of an agent would I be if I didn't actually ask that question? Mm. So this is the key thing is, is you've, you have to ask the question. This is not an if strategy, it's a when strategy. Yeah. Because you, there's really no choice. You have to be asking the question. Because then you follow it straight up with, do you want an agent that's working for you that is able to extract the information from the buyer and get that buyer closer down the track to actually make a decision on your home? And it gets back to that first opening statement you made at the really top of the podcast, which is, are you qualified right now to sell real estate in the current market? Because what you need to display to a consumer, a vendor, is you know, buyers aren't that easy to get back in touch with at the moment. They don't yeah. want to return calls. You need someone who can absolutely hound them, follow them up. At least if I can display it with you today, you know there's a strong chance I'm going to have that same follow-up with buyers tomorrow. That's the sort of agent you need back into 2018 because the market has shifted. And that's that assertiveness that we spoke about. Sure the is. agent, this is what we're going to do, okay? We're going to put this in place, this in place, this in place, this in place. This is how we get things done. So if the agent that comes in and talks about just themselves and have been in real estate for you know, 10, 15, yeah. 30 years, whatever it may this be. This is where I rate on rate my agents. Yeah, that's right. This is this is our company. We've been around for 122 years, yeah. whatever it may be. He's our founding father back in 1888. Is he coming on the property run? Like, <laughs> is he going to bring a buyer here? I mean, honestly, it's all about, as you say, tuning into who they are, broadcasting back a plan that you know shows that you've listened and shows that you can meet all of their needs and gets them to a point where they can hopefully, naturally want to choose you. But let's not leave hope as our strategy. Let's just make sure that we actually ask for the business mm. so that's the new agent that that understands today but also for those who have been in real estate for that 10 20 30 years whatever it may be gee you know it's um don't you feel more comfortable really entrusting your property with someone who's actually been through this before mm. these are conversations that i've had on numerous occasions yep. over my many years in real estate in fact there's not one situation one conversation that i wouldn't have had along the way mm. in terms of putting confidence and instilling that confidence, evoking that motion in a buyer because ultimately that's what you need. You're only as good as the offers that you can bring to your uh, bring to the table for your client. And that's where I also flip it and say their home's only worth what their agent's skill set is going to allow them to negotiate with because if they're not good enough to get the buyers to pay top dollar, it doesn't really matter if they set the bar at $1 million, $2 million, $3 million or whatever the number is in, in their marketplace. So I think like you, you know, when I was new, I would go with the only currency I had, which was time. You know, I would say, yeah. look, unlike the experienced guy, he, he, well, how long has he been doing it for? 20 years. I think he's got one year repeated 19 times. <laughs> this, is, this, is my, this is my early days in my career, no doubt about that, but unlike that experienced guy, I'm not trying to juggle 20 listings. You'll be one of two that I'll be carrying in the market right now. So the first thing I'm thinking when I wake up, how do I get your home sold for more money? What's the last thing I'm thinking about before I hit the pillow at night? How do I get your home sold tomorrow for more money? Because mm. so that's a near, cost thing, isn't it? So Yeah, uh, it just is. quickly, because yeah. the real cost in this market is the cost of not having your home sold. <laughs> yeah. Correct, yeah. So we've got to get them you know, cashed in, moved on, and get them back into the marketplace as a, you know, a cashed in seller who's about to become a new cashed up buyer. So you know, I think if we're experienced or inexperienced, it still gets back to, 
I've really enjoyed this last hour, finding out what it is you're trying to achieve. I think I've shown you how we can help you achieve it. Have I done enough to earn your business? And if it's yes, get going with the authorization of the paperwork. If it's no, isolate what that is, see if you can actually answer it there and then on the spot. And there will be some people who just want the weekend, they want free space. You know, don't be afraid to let that happen, but make sure you're leaving it with a very clear understanding about how you're going to get back in touch with them on the Monday. So are you calling me first thing Monday morning or do I call you? My my Monday morning starts at 6.30am. What would be an acceptable time to ring you to find out that, you know, I am your agent of choice? You've got to have that assertiveness again to not just leave it in limbo. You want to know what your plan is because you don't want to be getting to Tuesday hanging on for that call that still hasn't come. So you want to get some clarity around that. And you've got to be ready with what what you're going to be sort of presenting to them in between those meetings. It's uh, it's a little bit like um, Arthur Rubenstein. He, someone said to him, great pianist. Someone said to him, you, you, you're amazing the way you play the piano. And he goes, well, I sort of play the piano uh, a bit like everyone else, but where the real magic is, it's 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 between the notes. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that pause. Yep. And I and I often think of that. That's where the whether it really resonates mm. with people with music. Mm. It's in between the notes. And I think in terms of the real estate world, I think where it really resonates with people is what's happening between the meetings. Mm. So what I mean by this, and and you are the absolute master of it, Rick, is is the thank you cards, the handwritten yep. the handwritten cards. It's the it's the little things that you may be dropping off and follow up um, aspects of it, a, a home that's just come on or a home that's just sold and these little things or, yep. or it might be a, uh, a quote on some, um, on some gardening or some painting or some advice or anything else you wanted to do. Mm. The other thing I, I like is to either borrow something for them or lend them something <laughs> as well because then you've got to – that get gives you a reason to get it back <laughs> as well or, or yep. to give it back or to yep. get it back. Yep. So uh, it's another yet another reason to sort of um, – to do that pop in as well. Well, I think if you're going to be a great closer, you've got to be great at following up. And so, you know, that's probably one of the main disciplines you're going to have to have. So I think that's probably um, enough dialogue there to help people strategize their way through – this sort of back end of 2018 and get sort of more yeses and get you know onto the, the the process of you know closing people into the relationship as opposed to just basically just hoping like heck they choose you because as we know hope is certainly not the way we want to go going forward so that's kind of what we wanted to cover today yeah great i mean i'm really enjoying the dialogue and this sort of conversation i mean this is something that you and i you know love the sort of banter in this and we're always testing ourselves we're 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 um, forever learners so if there's anything that um that anyone wants covered then you know please you know let us know drop us a line and we'll uh, we'll cover it off in uh in the next uh, edition of voice of value but rick really exciting we've actually got a very very special guest over the next couple of weeks and it is racing time um spring racing spring carnival, racing carnival. Absolutely. so what about we get uh, someone pretty special on next week in, in terms of the racing world? Well, if you're sick of our voices, uh, you'll be uh, hearing a third voice on episode seven because it is a voice of an absolute elite leader in his field. Spring racing carnival time. That's about as much as we can say other than the fact he makes me feel very tall. I feel like a power forward for the LA <laughs> Lakers when I'm standing next to him. But it is a jockey. That's about all we can say. And we're looking forward to that one as well. Fantastic, Rick. See you next episode. Giddy up. We trust you enjoyed listening to Voices of Value, a shared conversation between Rick Rushton and Peter Kakos. Their views are not necessarily those of the wider world, but they should be. If you're keen to enhance the quality of your life even further in the future, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or your preferred podcast source. Our website is voicesofvaluepodcast.com. 
and we welcome both your feedback and ratings on the content we provide. Join the conversation again next week when Peter and Rick continue the search for truth, justice and the value-added way.